Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022, and six days to save the Republic. Get ready and bring 20 of your friends to the polls. The red meteorite from the red planet is hurtling towards Earth. And ladies and gentlemen, not even Elon Musk can stop it. Although Elon Musk just responded to us on Twitter, and we'll cover that in just a moment. Biden stumbles through mysterious and dangerous speech as odd scars appear on his hand. Republicans surge in the polls less than a week away from Election Day, and Doug Mastriano joins the show. He's running for governor in Pennsylvania, and he's going to beat Josh Shapiro because Josh Shapiro is as short as Dr. Fauci. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We're gonna start the show off with some crazy wild news. Some good, some bad. This morning, Twitter declined to fire a agent of uh, true chaos over there at the platform. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Yo something. This guy was uh, in charge of censoring the Hunter Biden laptop and uh, is the new Twitter health and safety board director since Vajayagada. 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 Got fired. Got kicked out onto the street on her ass by Elon Musk. And we remain Elon fans. However, a guy named Yoel Roth. Yoel Roth remains at Twitter. And so we tweeted this this morning. We said, yo, hey, uh, Elon, we're talking out of respect here. We want you to succeed. We realize these things are hard, but you can't keep a guy on who's in charge of this platform and you can't restore public trust, right? It's called the public trust and safety. You can't restore public trust with the vast majority of Americans who are common sense, patriotic Americans, a hundred million American first supporters. Okay. There's 300 million people in this country. A hundred million of them support the America first agenda. Okay, we far outnumber the left 18 to one. All right. The radical, insane communist left. And so what I tweeted was you can't let a guy like this who said that there's actual Nazis in the White House. This is the guy. You can't let a guy like this be in charge of Twitter's health and safety. You're never going to get Republicans back. And I'm just speaking on behalf of my boys. ALX, executive producer of the show. I'm speaking on behalf of my boys. Babylon B. I know Seth Dillon really well. Love the guy. Work with him. And so I continued and I said, listen, I'm not a hater or a doomer. I cheer Elon Musk's acquisition from the get, but this is the brutal reality of the situation to restore public trust. In Twitter, you have to remove from power the people who atomized it in the first place. What does this mean? Well, an employee who had a role in the censorship of Hunter Biden's laptop is irredeemably compromised. This was an anti-journalism act of malevolent election meddling bordering on criminal. It will not ever be forgiven. We will also not forgive the banning of people like ALX for no reason, who's the executive producer of the show, the president of the United States, and so on. And then I continued, listen, Twitter health and safety board must have a true conservative or two on the platform. The real champion of free speech and native Twitter power users. We have to have somebody, Elon Musk calls himself the Twitter complaint hotline operator. If you want to eliminate or reduce the amount of complaints that you have, put someone like me on the Twitter board. Happy to serve. Happy to serve. What's the compensation? Not sure I really care. Happy to serve. Put someone like me on the Twitter health and safety board. Put someone like Cat Turd on it. Put Seth Dillon from the Babylon Bee on it. You want to watch him freak. Put Dan Scavino on it, who uh, runs Donald Trump's social media. Fine. I can think of a lot of great people, but you got to put somebody on there who's like our champion so that we know that we're represented. Left is all for diversity as long as it's as, as long as everyone thinks the exact same thing and they're all Marxists. Restore the balance to the force. Of course, I misspelled restore there. Retor balance to the force. Elon Musk classic. And Elon Musk responded. Absolutely agreed. Elon Musk says. Twitter safety board should have people on it from all viewpoints. Good. That's a great first start. That is a good first step. <clears throat> and we thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your support of this show, because it allows us to gain prominence and to gain voice in the public sphere of opinion and to allow us to reach people like Elon Musk and to defend you. And that's what we are here to do. We are here to defend you against the evils and the predations of the left because they are uh, 
intentionally trying to erode your civil liberties, as we covered last night in a just bombshell report from The Intercept. They are using places like Twitter as the fourth branch of government in order to tamp down on your free speech. They are using it to usurp the Constitution, to erode 1A, to literally censor you, the American people, and to be oath breakers. They want to break their oaths. They have oaths. They're sworn to protect 1A. They're sworn to uphold our Bill of Rights. And these people are oath breakers. They deserve trials, not positions inside of C-suites at Twitter uh, or uh, in our government. So all of these people must and must absolutely lose their positions and they must face the harsh and brutal searing scrutiny of a Senate committee run by Rand Paul and Josh Hawley. Take it away, ladies and gentlemen. That was our work this morning. Elon Musk responding, and we are fighting for you here on The Benny Show. Somebody who is also fighting, I guess, to stay upright and sentient and alive is Joe Biden, which is wild yesterday. Joe Biden went through the dark blue corridor of the Miami coastline. According to polling this morning, even Miami-Dade is flipping red. We kid you not, the Miami-Dade numbers According to Rich Barris, our favorite poller, pollster, coming up red, red, Miami-Dade, the darkest blue county in Florida is now flipping red. It can be done. Have the wind at your back. Have the fullness of optimism in your sails and let's go, people. We can fight and we can win. And there's a lot to fight against, including but not limited to a dementia-addled, syphilitic, dandruffy president who's clearly and deeply, abidingly unwell. We have an image for you this morning to show you that proves this. Here's Joe Biden's hand. This is a photo from yesterday. It's a Getty image. It's not been cropped. It's not been manipulated at all. We're going to zoom in. Let's enhance that hand. Whoa, what the hell is that? That's a little strange. Those markings. What are those? Well, I'm not a medical professional, but I happen to be married to one. I happen to be married to an ICU nurse. I also happen to have a ton of medical professionals and doctors who are friends of our family. They live in our neighborhood. Uh, and, you know, it's just the reality. You have a wife who works in the medical profession. You're going to get to know a lot of people. So I sent this image around to about a half dozen of my favorite doctors or medical professionals currently working. And I asked, uh, what is your just initial take on these scars? What is this? What's going on with Joe Biden's hand here? It's a little strange. Those seem like very acute scarring. And here's what uh, they told us. And I'm reading to you, literally, I'm reading to you the text messages that I've received from physicians and trauma nurses and medical professionals. Oh, that is a 20 gauge needle for an intravenous drug. Not sure what it is, impossible to tell, but this would be an intravenous drug of some kind that is being put into the bloodstream that needs to be mainlined by the recipient. We're very proud of our growing company here at The Benny Show. We're very proud of our growing audience. And for that, we have you to thank the listener. But we wouldn't be able to do this show without the technology that backs the show up. And the most important piece of technology is our cell phones. It keeps a news show like ours up and online. It keeps our team of 15 people connected in and out during this crazy news era and certainly during our live broadcast. And so that is why we trust pure talk to keep us connected and to keep us in the black as a company because pure talk allows us to run a smooth operation a connected operation and a quick operation at the benny show there's literally no reason to pay for at&t or t-mobile or verizon 80 bucks a month switch to pure talk for half the price blazing fast data at 30 bucks a month. We use it at The Benny Show and you should too. Pure Talk wants to keep the customer happy and Pure Talk loves America. It's a company that's founded by a U.S. veteran and they create jobs here in America. It's a company that supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk just like our company did. It'll take you as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America that you're done funding leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Benny to make the switch to Pure Talk. Also noted, and I read to you, the second scar is because the first 
intravenous attempt failed. They blew the vein, quote unquote, blew the vein because there's only so much fluid that a single vein can accommodate. And so they need to puncture again the hand. Those look like fresh scars within 24 hours because you can see the blood coagulating. Again, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't for me because I, I, I don't talk like this. These are the medical professionals who are telling me direct. And let's zoom back out on the photo. Okay, here's the zoom out. This is the real photo. This is from the Getty Images Wire Service. Okay, this is from a corporate professional photographer. Real image, Joe Biden's real hand, and Joe Biden's intravenous drugs, according to our medical professionals. This is what journalism is. We reached out to the pros, and here's what they had to tell us. We're not, I mean, we're not pros. We wouldn't know, but we didn't think it was odd. We didn't think, well, maybe if Joe Biden's getting in doggy fights in the shower with his uh, German shepherd, you remember that? Joe Biden broke his foot playing shower games with his German shepherd. Yikes. What does that mean? I'm not sure. Don't ask Ashley Biden. Uh, we don't know what it is. We were worried for the old guy, the old geezer sitting there with open wounds. So what does it mean? Well, according to the people that we spoke with, according to our sources, inside of the medical profession, currently practicing. We spoke with one of the best surgeons in Tampa, man. This guy is tip top, uh, lives down the street from us. Uh, this is Joe Biden getting intravenous drugs. What are those drugs? Well, we're not exactly sure. Sure would be nice to get his physical. Wouldn't that be interesting if they actually were open with the American people about the health of their president? Like, wouldn't that be important? Don't you have a duty to understand like what is happening to your president? Here is a hard shot of the hard evidence that according to medical professionals show that Joe Biden is getting some type of intervention through his hand. This is a desperate intervention. This is like mainlining intervention. Now, one of the people we spoke with said this could be simply dehydration. So this could be like an IV. This is the easiest way to rehydrate if you're traveling and on the road. If you're old like Joe Biden, if you're 80 years old, he's 80 years old. If you're old like Joe Biden, you need the stamina to keep up. And so this is the way to like keep that stamina going. This could be a rehydration thing, an IV. Sometimes they do this for NFL players. Okay, like at halftime. Sometimes they'll do this for NFL players. But at worst, this is some kind of crazy ass cocktail that they have Joe Biden on. We've all seen Joe Biden look like a different human being before and after whatever cocktail they got him on. So we've all seen Joe Biden like literally act like a different person. So what, you know, like, you know, the like slow, sleepy, that Joe Biden, we've seen that Joe Biden. There was plenty of that. There was plenty of that Joe Biden yesterday. And we'll play you those clips. Uh, in fact, why don't we play one right now? Here's Joe Biden, sleepy Joe, not being able to remember what war is currently going on and saying falsely that his son died in Iraq. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, think of Iraq because that's where my son died. The uh, because he died. The uh, but the point is okay. Um, not great. First off, Joe Biden's son died ten years after his service. Joe Biden's son died of brain cancer while he was currently serving as the Attorney General of Delaware. Joe Biden's son Bo did not die in combat and did not die in, in war. Joe Biden's son Bo did not die in Iraq. Joe Biden lied. Joe Biden also said that the Ukraine war was the Iraq war. It's not the first time or the last time that Joe Biden lied. Even that day, Joe Biden said that he met the creator of insulin. President Biden claimed he on Tuesday that he spoke with the man who invented insulin. Of course, the doctor died before Biden was born. Didn't stop him. Go. How many of you know somebody with diabetes needs insulin? Well, guess what? And... We, when, we, when, when, we, when Debbie and I passed this law, it included everybody, not just seniors. And so what happened was we said, okay, 
You know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him. Okay. You spoke to the guy who invented insulin. You spoke to the guy who invented insulin. Got it. Okay, so Dr. Frederick Banting, the professor, and Professor John James Richard were awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 1923 and for their 1921 discovery of insulin. Banting died in 1941. Biden was born in 1942. Hmm. So, okay, we have a theory here. Maybe this is the ghost that Joe Biden keeps shaking hands with on stage. You know how Joe Biden finishes every single speech and then goes like this? My best Biden impression. Here, watch. I'm getting better at this. This is this is that okay. That's as good as I got. I'm working on it. There are other people with better Biden impressions, but ladies and gentlemen, we're trying. Okay, Joe Biden. Maybe he he's he meets ghosts all the time. So maybe one of the ghosts is the guy who invented insulin. Have you ever thought about that? Huh? Right winger, conspiracy theorist. Who says that Joe Biden didn't actually meet someone who died before he was alive? Joe Biden also tried to do numbers. This is a very special. Uh, this is a very special uh, uh, moment. In fact, let's do the the more you Joe, the more you Joe here. We have a special segment called the more you Joe. We're going to play you some clips of Joe Biden from yesterday, and it's going to be a special series called the more you Joe. Come on, man. Well, if anybody think if we're doing it for the first time now in the 21st century, going into the 20th, from the 20th century going into the second quarter of the 21st century, that we'd say 12 years is enough? Think 12 years is enough in the, going into 20, 30, 40, 50? What? What? What'd you, what'd you say? You don't know what century it is? And we get it, you're a century old. We understand that you, uh, you hit puberty around the time of the founding uh, of, of founding fathers, about the time that Ben Franklin was like flying a kite with a key on it. Joe Biden was a little kid holding the, holding the key. And maybe that's what happened. Who knows? It makes you feel bad for him. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's not great. We have another The More You Joe moment. Uh, the More You Joe. Uh, Joe Biden talking about infrastructure. Come on, man. He promised, he promised to have an infrastructure week. For four years, he promised infrastructure. It became a laugh line. Well, guess what? For four years, he promised. What does Joe Biden promise? Well, here, have a listen. You're watching the show right now. You got to know what Joe Biden is promising. Here's what Joe Biden promises you. Okay? Listen. That's what I call inflation. The end of the month, what you have left, you have no money. That's inflation. What's what do you the things you need? Are they going up? <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> Welcome to the all important election month of November, ladies and gentlemen. What do people care about? In this month, well, polling shows that seven out of 10 Americans think that inflation is the number one issue in America right now. And they are correct. Politicians are always talking about kitchen table issues. Well, what's on your kitchen table? Groceries. How's your grocery bill doing? How about the gas to get those groceries? How's your gas prices where you live? Inflation is rampant and it's insane. It's only caused by one thing. The communists in Washington, D.C. spending too much money. That is why my family hedges against the withering of effects of inflation on our savings by investing in gold. We invest in gold with our dear friends at Birch Gold. They have helped us protect our savings from 40-year high inflation. Text Benny to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do this by the end of the month, by Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with each purchase. Man, it's nice to open up my security deposit box and see those gold bars glistening. See something that Joe Biden cannot destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I went gold and I'll never go back. Go gold today. Invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898. When Joe Biden wasn't um, spewing all manner of bile, COVID-laced bile from his lungs, 
Uh, he was trying to speak Southern. Now, I happen to live in the South now. I'm not a native son of the South, but I'm starting to become uh, uh, aware of SEC football culture, starting to become aware of much better cooking, starting to become aware of how things operate down here. And let me tell you this, uh, Joe, like Joe Biden, no one talks like this. Joe Biden's is going to attempt to speak Southern here. Um, and I think this is also another the more you Joe moment. Here's Joe Biden speaking Southern. Come on, man. A senator from Florida going after Medicare and Social Security. I tell you what, I don't know where, as they say in Southern, I don't know where y'all been. Uh, damn, boy. I tell you, look. Oh, okay. So this is the political side that talks about appropriation of other people's culture. Here's Joe Biden saying, I speak a Southern. I, I don't know where you've been. Oh, damn, boy. Put me on a bottle of syrup and call me Aunt Jemima. Incredible, Joe Biden. Really amazing. And it does seem as though this is a man who does desperately uh, and, 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 and painfully uh, uh, is in need of medical attention. It seems like he's not here. He's not with us. He's in need of, of dire medical attention. Again, let's show you his hand. Here's the hand. Uh, this is the intravenous cocktail. Whatever they got on, let's just call it a cocktail because I don't know. Medical professionals, it's, it's impossible to say what they have Joe Biden on, but that's what those are. Those are 20, those are 20 gauge needles, medical needles that are putting drugs into the man's body. Something, maybe it's just hydration. Old Joe can't last for two speeches. That's all he did. Two speeches yesterday. Gonna need the old pick me up in the car. That's what it looked like. What do some of our other favorite doctors say about Joe's health? And oh, by the way, it looks like we have another Biden hand. It looks like this isn't the first time that Biden has had uh, he had an issue with his hand in September. Okay, there you go. There's Joe Biden. Is that Kathy Huckle? Is that Kathy Huckle of New York right there? The human rat hybrid. You ever seen anyone who looks more like a human rat? Kathy Huckle. She does. I mean it. She does. She's like, like uh, Pinky in the Brain over here in New York. Kathy Huckle. Anyway, Joe Biden seems to have intravenous drug scarring on his hands. Those are fresh wounds. Ugh. Those are fresh wounds. They're bloody. They were 24 hours ago. Joe Biden was getting something. Ladies and gentlemen, these are what uh, the doctors... Some of our favorite doctors have to say, and they say this on camera, the doctors that we spoke with were not at liberty, of course, to uh, say their names and their credentials. They have day jobs, right? Unlike libs. Uh, and the favorite doctor of ours, Mark Stiegel on Fox News, had this to say about Biden's health, specifically his cognitive function based on the way he walks. We thought it was very interesting. Listen. Now I look over the, the f physical results, uh, the physical exam results of President Biden. And first, I was overjoyed because it's long. Dr. O'Connor gives a tremendous detail. But when I look closer, I saw some things that bothered me. One, no cognitive exam done, not even a mini metal status exam where we simple ask a few questions of the president or of any patient. Number two. Wait, wait I'm sorry. May, may I interrupt you, doctor? Is, is, uh, I'm sorry. I just have to interrupt. I didn't know that. Is that... I mean, is that normal that you wouldn't even include a cognitive assessment? It is not usual when you do that extensive an examination. It's right. important. Okay. It should be automatic. I don't do it on every patient that comes in with a sore throat, but with extensive physical, it, would be, it should be automatic. It's not there. Oh. Number two is the issue of his gait, Tucker, where they flat out say that his gait over the past year has changed. He's stiff-legged now. He doesn't have fluidity in his gait. And they, they brought in a, a, a bunch of orthopedists and neurologists who say it's due to arthritis in his spine and a broken foot, which we still don't know how he, he fell the oh, bicycle accident. But here's what's missing there, Tucker. No MRI of the brain, no MRI of the spines, upper or lower, no EMG nerve conduction studies. When you have a sudden change of gait, you wonder, is it, is it tied in with cognitive function? Right. Is there fluid on the brain? Is it something with the spine? There's so many things that can cause that that I would want to know about to, to leave that out altogether. Very concerning. 
We had a incredible interview a few weeks back with Ronnie Jackson, who's the president's doctor. He was the president's doctor for Barack Obama, for Donald Trump. He's now currently a congressman in the state of Texas. His name is Ronnie Jackson. He's a physician. He's spectacular. He's served as the president's physician for like 15 years, Democrat, Republican. This is the man who has authored a letter saying, 25th Amendment, you've got to release this guy's medical records. We need to know what they're putting into Joe Biden's body. Us as Americans have a right, nay, a duty to understand what they are feeding our commander in chief. What is this guy on? You can see clips like this. You see clips like this where clearly Joe Biden is two different people. And we don't mean that there's like a robo Joe, although we make fun of that and play memes about it. We don't mean there's a robo Joe, like a body double. What we do mean is that uh, don't tell us that the things that we're seeing and observing are not happening. So what you're going to see here is you're going to see essentially uh, like cocktail Joe. And then you're going to see like Joe Biden coming down off his um, meds. Whatever they got him on. You're going to see an unblinking. You're going to see like an unblinking like Joe that just stares into the camera and just reads the lines that are given to him. And you can see his eyes dilate as he does it. You can just watch it. And then you're going to see like a sleepy, like almost fall like Joe Biden falling over when the drugs wear off. You're not, you're not crazy to just point out the reality in front of your face. Go. Folks, as we fight inflation, you can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. Bringing down gas prices is a big part of the job. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. And here's the good news. Gas prices have dropped every day this summer. That's more than 40 days in a row. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. We now have 40,000 gas stations in the United States where the price of gas is $3.99 or less. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. How do we get the price down? Well, the new report today shows that our the brave women and men who are across this nation should never forget that. All right. Doc, give me another right here. I'm ready. <sighs> That's Joe Biden for you, baby. That's it. Don't don't tell don't act like we're idiots. Okay? Don't act like we're idiots. It's not the Twitter health and safety board here. This is real life, people. And what happened in real life is that Debbie Wasman Schultz, you remember the lady who used to run the DNC? This like absolute, like wretched ramen hair lady. This this lady got up there yesterday and was trying to introduce Joe Biden. And the people in the room were so uh, unenthusiastic that she had to literally plead and scream at them to try and applaud for Joe Biden. This is like 1,000, this is like a 1,000 times worse hydrogen bomb of cringe. Let's do the cringe alert. Oh yeah, let's do the cringe alert, baby. We got a cringe alert for you here. Debbie Wasserman Schultz having to beg and plead on her knees for the room of Democrats to try and act like it wasn't a morgue for Joe Biden yesterday. Get ready, baby. Cringe alert, go. <laughs> you want to improve people's lives? I bet some people in here want to improve people's lives. Are you with me? Okay. Come on, people, let's wake up. We got the President of the United States in the house. Come on now. I know you got a little more energy than, than, than I hear. Okay, thank you very much. That's the crowd I know. Those are the people I represent. Okay, just wanted to make sure you were, were still here. Come on, come on, people. We gotta make sure we're still here. <laughs> That's a room full of Democrats. It's a room full of Democrats. DeSantis aides tell me, direct DeSantis uh, insiders tell me, that when Joe Biden came down here to visit during the hurricane, Hurricane Ian, that Joe Biden demanded that it be on Fort Myers Island because there were no functional bridges. Joe Biden's team then demanded that only Joe Biden's sycophants be allowed on the island because they were so scared of red state Republicans. Fort Myers, a very Republican place. Donald Trump hosts rallies in downtown Fort Myers. This is also the place that got hit the hardest by Hurricane Ian. And so when Joe Biden visited, he didn't want to meet regular Americans or hurricane victims. He wanted to meet only a cadre of handpicked sycophants 
probably the only like three registered Democrats in the county. And Joe Biden was too scared to actually go to mainland Florida because of what he would hear from people, even inside of a hurricane disaster area. Joe Biden demanded a private island down here in Florida. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Clearly he's on something. Baby, we're on something. And it is on a beautiful high from the massive red tidal wave that is about to strike the shores of the sea to signing sea in this nation. Baby. We are here for it. Breaking news out of Pennsylvania. The Supreme Court orders election officials to set aside undated mail-in ballots. This from Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Supreme Court on Thursday ordered the state election officials to set aside undated mail-in ballots ahead of next week's midterm elections. This is a huge win, of course, for law and order. It could be better, but it could be much worse. What happened here? The court unanimously decided to set aside undated or incorrectly dated mail-in ballots. Under Pennsylvania law, mail-in voters are required to sign and date the declaration on the outer envelope. Despite the requirement, if undated incorrectly, dated ballots will be turned in on time. They are eligible to be counted. However, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ordered that the election officials segregate and preserve any incorrect mail-in ballots. The Pennsylvania uh, County Board of Electors are hereby ordered to refrain from counting any absentee mail-in ballots received on November 8th, 2022 general election that contain an undated or incorrectly dated envelope. Boom. We hereby direct the Pennsylvania County boards and elections uh, to segregate and preserve any ballots contained uh, undated or incorrectly dated envelopes. Good. Again, good. Pennsylvania was an absolute bleep show during 2020. It was absolute chaos there. It is a state, of course, that we've been focused on quite a bit. We've done entire specials on Pennsylvania. Some of our dear friends, Jack Posobix, uh, who is cheering from the rooftops uh, uh, this decision. Uh, and the breaking news, of course, uh, sets in stark relief that election security might just be around the corner for the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, check out the uh, breaking news on this issue. Breaking news now. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court has just ordered counties not to count mail-in ballots that either have incorrect dates or no dates at all on their envelopes. The Wolf administration had insisted that undated or misdated mail-in ballots should be counted. But the high court says state law clearly states they are not to be, or they must be signed and dated um, when you turn them in. But the court says it is evenly split three to three on whether or not counting those ballots violates federal law. So it's ordering counties to put aside and preserve those ballots. But again, mail-in ballots with no date or incorrect dates will not be counted for next Tuesday's election. Okay, dude. Ronna McDaniel. Who's had, I think, a, um, I don't know. What would you say? We have some people who really don't like her. We have some people who think she's doing a fine job. We'll see what happens in November. But Ronna McDaniel, she runs the RNC, and she says, yo, yo, this is a massive victory for Republicans. Let's have a uh, listen here. The ruling is a massive victory for Pennsylvania voters in the rule of law following the RNC, NRCC, and PAGOP lawsuit. There is a lawsuit that brought this uh, ruling about. Good for them. Republican Supreme Court made it clear that incorrectly dated and undated ballots cannot be counted. Republicans went to court. Now Democrats and all the counties have to follow the law. There's a milestone for Republicans' ongoing effort to make it easier to vote in an election. Although the court's decision is a victory for Republicans who have mounted legal challenges to election laws in various seats, America First Policy Institute Center and Election Integrity Chairman Ken Blackwell cautioned the decision could have been a tactical retreat by the court's Democrats. It's a big win for election integrity, leaving open the question as to how partisan Democrat state Supreme Court could have voted for it. It's a question about whether it's a requirement, and it is, of course, a requirement that you run free and fair and secure elections. So you can elect the people that are chosen by the people. The start of this country says uh, we the people. I know this is a very inconvenient fact for the corporatists uh, and for the vertically integrated DNC media, but it starts with we the people, ladies and gentlemen. And we the people in Pennsylvania are surging. Yo, have you seen some of the polls here in Pennsylvania? It is absolutely and totally wild. You have Dr. Oz, who's up on John Fetterman uh, in many, many polls. And you have the surging of the man, Doug Mastriano, baby. He is absolutely crushing it. Josh Shapiro would be very scared right now, but he's not tall enough to see over the table uh, in order to read these polls. So they set the polls down on the table. They say, here you go. Here's the new poll, sir. They bring him in. They put him down on the table. And poor Josh Shapiro, he can't get up. He can't get up high enough to read the polls. So Josh doesn't know yet. 
Um, but maybe he can stand on Dr. Fauci's shoulders one of these days. And they, between the two of them, it could be like the little rascals, right? When they break in to the, um, you know, to, to the circus, they can stand on each other's shoulders. They can get a very large trench coat, he and Dr. Fauci. And then they'll be able to see that Doug Mastriano is crushing right now in this race. And lucky for us, Doug Mastriano joins us right now. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing. I wanted to match you with a t-shirt look there. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> look at that, man. It, wait a second. Are you a little? Are, did you just come from a workout? What's going on here? I do feel like it, but I wish no. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, thank you for being on the program for the first time, Doug. Thank you. What a thrill to be on. I liked your analogy. Josh Shapiro is doing a, a bus tour right now. He had ten people show up in Clarion County, and guess what? He had a box he was standing on. <laughs> They used to call it a soapbox tour, right? They used to call it that. They used to say, oh, I'm giving a speech from a soapbox. The, what they don't understand is that Josh Shapiro needs the soap, soapbox to buy a pack of gum at Walgreens. <laughs> That's what they don't understand. Okay, so all joking aside, this short little man that you are running against for governor uh, has created a huge problem, and that is the massive murder rate all throughout Pennsylvania and the cities, which have turned into a hellscape. It seems like every bit video I see no longer comes from Seattle or New York, Manhattan or L.A. It comes from the streets of Philadelphia. What the hell is going on in this state? And most importantly, isn't Josh Shapiro's office currently in Philadelphia? Is it, like, Shouldn't he be able to look out the window and see the tire fires and the robberies and say, what the hell am I doing? Maybe I'll just drop out and resign uh, out of disgrace for myself. If he had any honor and integrity, he should resign. It's like yeah. he's one of those guys who throw the bum out. Uh, Benny, he's been our attorney general for six years. And on his watch now this year, 1,000 carjackings in Philadelphia, uh, 2,000 gunshot victims, uh, 4,400 robberies. I can't even keep track. 440 homicides this year on track for 600, another record. And, uh, you know, he's in charge of law and order in the state. And instead of doing his job, he did a tweet two Saturdays ago. I think we should do something about crime in Pennsylvania. Like, dude, where you been? That's your job. And you failed us. You think it's going to uh, do you think that this is going to and I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to immediately pivot to some other race around the country. But uh, right next door, man, is Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin. And it seems to be such a similar dynamic where th there is this obliviousness to crime. Are you seeing that affecting your race on the ground? It does very much so. So in the southeastern part of the state, we're seeing, of course, a lot of concerns about crime in the rest of the state. You know, it's about inflation, cost of living, you know, and making ends meet. And uh, Josh Shapiro, you know, and his cronies in the media, Benny, very frustrating. You know, the last Rando plan on crime that you're showing right now, I had a press conference with a lot of members of the media there. Not one question about law and order because it doesn't benefit their guy. I mean, they're rooting for the other side and, and the bias is so clear. You know, they might ask me these stupid, what's this latest allegation from Shapiro? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Let's mm -hmm. talk about the matter. This is why we're going to win. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is cruel, I think. It's malevolent. Uh, the purpose of a journalist, this is why journalism is dead. The purpose of a journalist is to fight for the downtrodden, the poor, those who uh, do not have super PACs or do not have uh, the capacity to hire PR firms to help them. And those are the people who are getting carjacked in Philadelphia. And we're seeing it spill out to the suburbs, even just down the street from where he lives. And he lives in an affluent neighborhood. You know, his, his dad was successful. That's the American dream, the same dream that, of course, he's trying to deprive everyone else from. Um, this, this weekend, a bunch of uh, illegal ATVs boxed the SUV and we're trying to do a live carjacking while on the road moving. I mean, it's it's like the wild, wild west. And this is worse than what I saw, you know, in Afghanistan. And that's not hyperbole. At least in Afghanistan, you were armed and able to defend yourself. Huh. Yeah. In, in Philadelphia. Yeah. So bad Wawa's leaving, you know, parts of the city now. We're seeing shootouts after football games, and it's just become such a heartbreak situation. And the people in the city, they want safety as, as a bottom line. They want to make sure their kids can go to school and not get shot in a crossfire. Yo, so uh, the DNC convention was in Philadelphia a couple times, but I think it was Hillary Clinton, you know, the nomination, like the doomed nominations. Uh, maybe I should thank Philadelphia for that. I don't know. But it was Hillary Clinton's nomination. And I was there. I was uh, I was covering it as uh, as a reporter. And we were working really late and we went to those Wawa's like we uh, that was the only thing open. 
So yeah. we were starving and we would go, I would, I would leave my hotel room. I'd go to the Wawa in downtown Philly. I was like, thank God something's open. And so I, I've eaten at that Wawa where that, where that famous video is from, where they mobbed the place. And I was thinking like, you know, you don't understand the community that you're hurting here. I can't be the only person who's getting off late who has to work, you know, a grind job and you're actually destroying your own communities. They're, they say that they're for protecting Black Lives Matter and they're they're for the downtrodden. They're anything but. Yeah, the Democrat Party, obviously. You think about it, you know, they've had a mayor there for 70 years, a city council for 58 years. Philadelphia, it, it's time for a change. It's way, way nigh time for a change. You got... You got nothing to lose under Mastriano. On day one, we're going to become a law and order state. I have a very specific plan on how we're going to do it. It's just not talk. Look, I'm a retired Army colonel. I didn't need politics. I did it because of a need, a necessity, because our country is going down the tube. So uh, I stepped into this arena, and that's very that's what's very aggravating, Benny, about the media, because, you know, I don't think you care what they say about you. I don't care what they say about me either. I mean, they make up crap all the time. It's like, you know, whatever, because our intentions are for, you know, for a noble purpose, I think. So, Philadelphia, you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. It's time for Mastriano, and you're going to see big change on day one. Yeah, I don't mean to, like, focus necessarily on just the, you know, just the big cities. Um, and by the way, congratulations, Philadelphia. Like, Pennsylvania's having a moment here, man, sports-wise and electorally. Uh, it seems like you, uh, all of the polls that we read, you are surging. Uh, why? What do you attribute that to? And can you tell our audience a little bit more about your background and what you will do as governor? We're surging because you know, we've been with the people. My, my wife and I, it's a big state. It's the fifth largest state in the country and, you know, population wise. And we've been uh, every 60, all 67 counties at, at least two times, sometimes, you know, 10 times. And uh, we're bringing our message directly to the people. Uh, we're very active on social media as far as we can get without the shadow banning. But we, we're, you know, constantly talking to the people, getting our message. Since the media wants to filter out what, what benefits their guys. So we go straight to the folks. Uh, on top of that, Josh Shapiro, all he's running on, and it's true. Uh, is name calling and Mastriano too dangerous for democracy. I'm like, dude, I, I defended this democracy, this republic for 30 years, you know, and I had your sons and daughters' lives in my hands and top secret access for 30 years and too dangerous. Are you kidding me? And name calling, rhetoric, uh, abortion, and dodging debates. He won't debate me either. And I, I said, Josh, I'll give you a box. I see he already has one. You can bring that box with you. You can bring Donna Brazil too. She can have the questions and answers in her pocket. I'll talk to you anywhere, man. But that's what and it, it's it's a ridiculous game they're playing. You know, he's he's well funded. The Democrats see Pennsylvania is the most important gubernatorial race in the nation for a couple of reasons. Uh, we have energy potential under Mastriano. Uh, we're going to do our bit to make America energy independent again by becoming a net exporter of our, our gas, our coal and our oil. Uh, on top of all this, though, if Fetterman you know, wins and he can't make it through office, the governor will get to a point of replacement. That's very significant. So Democrats, hats off to that. They're all in on Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the surging is because of what key factors? Because these are races, and we're covering this week after week, about races that should not be competitive, just based on the, the simple data and the trajectories of these states that are suddenly swinging. And yours is one of them. And I uh, didn't, d didn't necessarily mean that as an insult, but it just has blown people away. And so talk to us, talk us through what the people of Pennsylvania are seeing. What are the top issues and why are they why are they even considering a guy who has done this to one of the best states in the country? I, it, it should not even be a contest. <laughs> with you but you know he does have his message amplified of course by the media <clears throat> okay what's resounding is, is it the table talk issues you know mm -hmm. uh, how are we going to pay our bills uh, it's costing us five thousand dollars more a year to live and we can't do it uh you know how do we do we buy our medicine or we put you know gas in the car how do we heat our home so people of course that have a uh, heating oil they're just paying record prices for that right now and it's really really hard and so for shapiro he said he's a continuation of the current governor's policies which is governor wolf and never, Benny, was a governor more appropriately named than Governor Wolf. He really was Tom the Wolf. Uh, on the other side, of course, uh, crime and law and order, especially in Philly, but also Pittsburgh, uh, that's hitting home. You know, people who had the luxury of thinking about social issues, um, really they're focused on our basic safety issues. Uh, as a little vignette, we had our March for Life in September in Harrisburg, and I was a participant. So I was in the crowd, about 6,000 people. It was amazing. Benny, the next day, Planned Parenthood had their counter rally. 
and I was there. I was in session in the Senate. I was there. It wasn't me looking at pictures. 65 people showed up, and it was a well-advertised, you know, hard push event. They had some, you know, big, big name speakers. 65 compared to our 6,000. They tried again last week when we were in session again up in Harrisburg, the, the Planned Parenthood, and I think they pulled in about 90 people. So the idea, this, this, this generated narrative from the media since June when Dobbs came out that that this is going to, you know, invigorate and motivate the base. It's not doing it. It's not working because people have real needs. And then on top of all this, the social issues are really huge in Pennsylvania. Josh Shapiro is is famous for bringing, you know, doing hosting drag queen shows. He supports uh, gender transition for minors. He uh, he filed a dismissal, dismissal case against a mom that I had testified in the Senate about this graphic, disgusting porn that's in the schools. Just like in Michigan, we have the same it's really bad stuff. And he, he wants it dismissed. He wants our kids to have access and be groomed. Uh, he supports uh, uh, the pronoun games in schools. I mean, completely trampling on parental rights. Uh, he, he fought hard to get boys in the girls' bathroom in Pennsylvania and in Virginia. And this time last year, remember, the 15-year-old girl that was raped in Loudoun County, cover up, and that's Josh Shapiro. Instead of doing his job, you know, he actually, I'm not making this up, he sued nuns, the little sister of the poor, the little sisters of the poor for a religious issue. He sued them twice to the Supreme Court lost, and he said he's gonna sue him again. So he's consumed with imposing his radical ideas on the people of the state rather than doing his job. He's suing nuns. Joe Biden's uh, DOJ's FBI is raiding pro-lifers who dare to stand in front and protest uh, abortion clinics. I believe I believe that man was from Pennsylvania. I may be wrong. Yeah, he was uh, from which is northwest of Philly, uh, Matthew Houck, and, you know, arrested with, with uh, you know, 20, 30 agents with, with long rifles waving in his face, banging on his door. I mean, th this is not hyperbole. That's the kind of raid we plan in Afghanistan. We call it night raids. You do it a little bit early in the morning. They, they did it at 7. And uh, basically, kick a door in and you bring someone out. And uh, why would you need 30 agents, 20 vehicles for a case that was thrown out by a lower court, you know, as as, as, as nonsense? And this is this is what we've become. You know, when, when Biden gave his, his awful speech, that dark speech at Independence Hall, he meant it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Yeah, totally. The, like the Hitlerian, like... We will call half the country terrorists. Man, it's got to be wild for somebody who served against actual terrorists uh, to hear something like that, especially in your own home state. Final question. Uh, on day one, will you fight to liberate uh, these pro-life activists? What will happen on a Mastriano, uh, in a Mastriano administration day one? Uh, yeah. So whatever role we can have at the state level, charges will be dropped on 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 any of these, if there's any state charges, which I'm not aware of at this point. Uh, there are state charges against uh, several businesses that defied uh, Governor Wolf's edicts and, and Shapiro as well, because he's sued to keep him shut down. We'll be dropping charges there if, if we're able. You know, I think the cases might be heard in November, though, in advance of me being sworn in, I believe. Um, on day one, no more boys in the girls' bathroom. On day, we're going to restore common sense to the Commonwealth. On day one, no more boys on the girls' team. You know, we, we, we're, we're that modern-day feminist. We stand for female rights, and we want to push yeah. away domination of female athletes. Uh, on day one, um, this, this graphic, disgusting stuff in elementary ed will be out of the schools. On day one, we're going to drill and dig and expand our energy sector. But a lot of my agenda, of course, is on this economic renaissance of Pennsylvania, building pipelines, exporting our energy, especially to our uh, Baltic allies like Lithuania. Pennsylvania is very close with Lithuania. And uh, as a colonel of the Army, I worked quite a bit in northern and eastern Europe. Uh, and this will make the world safer, get us, get us off of Putin's uh, oil and gas, you know, in NATO. And uh, help uh, America stop begging Venezuela and other bad actors for help. But well, I have a very ambitious agenda to restore freedom. You know, that's what we fought for, all the veterans. That's going to be my goal. So if one word is, means anything to Mastriano, it's about individual freedom. So freedom. Yeah. God bless you. More of that. Seriously. And it is amazing how these Marxists like to lo march lockstep together. They love they love enriching Venezuela. It's great. They're just like us. Hey, remark. I mean, it really is remarkable. There's the, the largest amount of oil in the world is right here in America. And these, these Marxists, man. They are out to get us, but it's men like you who stand in the gap, and we thank you. You always have, and so we fully support your candidacy. We wish you well. Godspeed. Go win. Thank you for uh, reaching out to save like one of the most historic, very beautiful, kind-hearted states. I've always enjoyed our trips to Pennsylvania. Uh, are you a Wawa or a Sheets guy? Uh, Sheets is more popular in my area. I'm in the middle of the state. 
So all right. Now Jack told me to ask. He said, you know, if there's one guy, Jack Pasovic says if there's one guy who can unite the Wawa and the Sheets, it is Doug. And the rudders and and the Turkey Hills. So we have right. state it's fantastic. Yeah, I will note that the Phillies color is red. And I project project the Phillies red November, and we're gonna see a Doug November followed up a couple of days later. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, I see him tweeting Red November. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. they, they totally support you. I who knew? <laughs> I love it. Thank Look. you, Doug. Godspeed. Go win. Thank you. God bless you, brother. All right. Yo, people, we have uh, seen some incredible news here in the last 24 hours, and it breaks and it breaks and it breaks right now. Uh, We have officially to declare to you breaking news right now. Here we go. Uh, In Miami-Dade, a historic first. Republicans have taken the lead in Florida's Miami-Dade County in the early and mail-in voting over Democrats. Oh, this is incredible. The reason why is because people uh, on the left do not vote same day. People on the right tend to vote same day on election day. That is a large preponderance of votes come from the right on the election day. And so the, the Republicans in my home state of Florida have now overtaken the darkest blue county in Florida. This is a red kingdom. We are very excited about the red kingdom that is Being created all around America, according to analysts, 10 House seats have now been moved in favor of the GOP candidates with one week left. Analysts from the nonpartisan Cook Political Report moved the ratings for 10 congressional districts in favor of Republican candidates with just a week left in the race. Cook Political explained that many of the congressional districts President Joe Biden won comfortably during the last presidential election are at risk. Because Democrat governors are underperforming. In comparison, Republicans are surging as they focus on high crime and skyrocketing inflation. The 12 districts were in California. Whoa! In another California district, another California district, 49, 26, and 9. Illinois, 6th. Illinois. So Illinois and California, New Jersey. Holy smokes. New York. New York. New York. All of these districts are in blue states. With this, if Republicans can win the lean and likely and solid Republican races, that would put them at like a massive historic majority. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the news on the most recent midterm projections. Let me show you the Fox News House power rankings. Right now, the projection, 223 to 186, still 26 toss-ups. What about the Senate side? 49-47, four toss-ups yet to be played out. And as for those toss-ups, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania, those are the close races in the Senate. And on those hotly contested Senate races, in each instance, the GOP candidate is either in the lead or within the margin of error. And of course, just one week from today, we'll know a lot more about who will be wielding the power of government right here in Washington. Should make for a great right. week on the ground, guys. I can't wait to tell you all. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo, yo! We've been telling you, stop saying red wave. Say red meteorite that is it broken off from the red planet when it was, I, I don't know, what, when Alderaan exploded. I don't know, something like that, okay? This is going to be an explosion in Arizona, an explosion of absolute salty, molten tears from libs who will be so destroyed on election night. We're going to spend election night in Arizona. It's going to be super dope. I'm going to be chilling with our buddies. Uh, Tyler Boyer, Charlie Kirk, Jack Posobiec, the good old boys, baby. We're going to be down in Arizona and we're going to be live with Carrie Lake. It's going to be majestic. And Carrie Lake now holds a double digit lead over Katie Hobbs, the human equivalent of a um, paint card sampler from Home Depot. Right. So you ever gotten like one of those paint card samplers and they're like, oh, here, you want to you wanted to go see if this paint works at home and they brush a like little blotch of gray on this little piece of cardboard and they hand it to you. That's what Carrie Lake is. That's the human equivalent of Carrie Lake. I'm sorry. Forgive me. The human equivalent of Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs who Carrie Lake is running against. Okay? Katie Hobbs is like piece of cardboard with a gray splotch on it. She is so just pathetic, sad, gross, and she's losing and it's 
absolutely unbelievable. Arizona's gubernatorial nominee, Carrie Lake, holds a double-digit lead over Katie Hobbs in a new poll. The Phillips Academy poll published on Tuesday shows 53% of likely voters are backing Lake, an 11-point advantage over Hobbs, 42%. This is what uh, uh, Carrie Lake had to say on Steve Bannon's show yesterday. Tuesday, next Tuesday, Arizona has a rendezvous with destiny. Why do you think all the world's media is here? From Japan and England and Germany, right? The New York Times, the Washington Post, all of them. Why do you think they're here? It, it started here. Back in November of 2020, it started right here. And it's going to end right here. That's right. Divine providence works in mysterious ways. Arizona has a rendezvous with destiny next Tuesday. Sweet, sweet Steve. We loved having him on the show. We had Steve on the show for like an hour and we just talked about masculinity and we talked about young men and what they need to have drive and purpose and fight in their bellies. It's so cool to talk with a man who has wisdom. Uh, there's so so many people that do not have wisdom and uh, wisdom is possibly the hardest to try acquired trait. This is why Solomon uh, requested it from the Lord. And it is very tough to gain wisdom, and it takes pretty much a lifetime of scars and bruises and brutality in order to gain true wisdom. And Steve Bannon standing there, banging on his shield, saying, this is our moment, and it truly is. The poll showing that Carrie Lake is leading by double digits also is strikingly similar to another poll last week conducted by Insider Advantage, sponsored by Fox 10 and Phoenix, that shows she has a 54% uh, to 43% over Hobbs, another Double-digit poll. Lake led seven out of eight of the last polls at 538. Uh, extreme left-wing site. So pack it up, baby. It's done. Christmas is here, and we will be in Phoenix. And we have a couple of other very exciting announcements of stops we're going to make between here and Election Day and Phoenix. Democrat Mark Kelly in Arizona campaigns with California Senator who promised amnesty for illegal immigrants, just in case you were wondering. Blake Masters on the show last week saying that uh, Mark Kelly is for amnesty for illegal immigrants. This is uh, extremely unpopular, especially with the Latino population. Uh, 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 this is, uh, of course, Mark Kelly, who is also like a gray paint splotch uh, on a piece of cardboard from Home Depot. Democrat incumbents Mark uh, Kelly campaigning with the Senator Alex Padilla of California, who proposes illegal uh, uh, amnesty for illegal immigrants. Kelly, who's facing off against Republican Blake Masters in November 8th, has been campaigning alongside Padilla, who recently proposed amnesty for all illegal criminal migrants. They were in South Phoenix. The press release regarding the bill, uh, the Padilla bill for amnesty says the very first bill Padilla introduced in the U.S. Senate would create a pathway to citizenship for illegal criminal migrants. There you go. And Mark Kelly endorsed it. So vote for Blake and also vote for Blake because he straight up told Mark Kelly to resign because Blake is based. I've been focused on the border since day one on this job. I'm down there all the time. I was on the phone this week just, you know, with Mayor Nichols of Yuma, Sheriff Daniels of Cochise County, talking about what more we need for Border Patrol and immigration. That, my friend, is working, called invasion. We're, we're, we're working to raise Border Patrol pay by 18 percent. I've got legislation to do that. I've been focused on the border since day one. OK, you, I, you know, we no great effect because we have a wide open southern border. So if that's the best you it, can do, I respectfully request you resign. Been, and let's get someone in the seat who will actually secure our border. Yo. I respect that you resign, is what Blake Masters said. Blake Masters is truly the man. He is uh, the new model of what a senator should be. Blake Masters will win. Blake Masters will win in part because Carrie Lake is absolutely dominating. And the way that it works is that people show up. People really care about who their leaders are in the state. Let me tell you, as somebody who lives in Florida, it really matters who your leaders are. And we will be speaking with, uh, we will be speaking and sharing the stage with Ron DeSantis on Saturday in Clearwater. And you can check our social media for a Turning Point Action event. I will be there with Charlie Kirk. I will be there with Ron DeSavage. And we will have a uh, baller good time, ladies and gentlemen. Please, if you're in the uh, if you're in Western Florida, 
in any of the parts of Western Florida, head on out to Clearwater. We're going to be at like a motorcycle factory. It's going to be very, very cool. It's going to be a riot of a good time. Uh, join your boy Benny and Rhonda Savage and Charlie Kirk on stage. Uh, uh, it, you do not want to miss it. Uh, I'm going to try and get Charlie Kirk to uh, ride on a, on a motorcycle during this event uh, if we can find a helmet big enough for his head. So uh, what do we have here? The newest polling showing that our friend based Mike Lee actually has a massive lead in Utah. This was a uh, a, a position in in, in question. They were going to run some type of like never Trump lib named Evan McMuffin against Mike Lee, who's based. And uh, now a new poll shows that uh, he is down by 19 points. Thank God. Uh, Mike Lee. Leads never Trumper, Utah independent Senate candidate. He's anything but. He's just a leftist, and he's fun by leftist. Uh, Evan McMuffin by 19 points a week out from the election. The Ohio Predictive Insights poll released uh, found that Lee leads 53 to 34. Boom, shakalaka. The recent survey asked Mike Lee voters whether they would be showing support uh, and whether they favor him. And essentially what it found out was that uh, Evan McMullen, who's flip-flopped, on being a conservative. This is the guy who ran against Donald Trump. For pre- Remember this guy? He like ran third party against Donald Trump for president. Yeah. This guy's like a just sad little uh, bitchy um, like leftist in disguise. Uh, he is losing bad. Uh, what's interesting among Republicans voting for Evan McMullen is the majority are voting against Mike Lee, which highlighted the ideological division playing out in the GOP ranks. So this is like Utah is a Mitt Romney state. You got a lot of like weird cretinous, like I am a dignified Republican and I just want to get beat with a spoon, mommy. Please, Pelosi, like, please, please put a ball gag on me. Um, I just want to like, I've been a bad boy. I've been a naughty boy. That's like what the Mitt Romney, John McCain wing of the party wants. That's the Adam Kinzinger wing. Okay. They're, they're, they're sadomasochistic and they just want, you know, they just, they just want, this is the Jeb Bush wing. They want to have dignified defeat, dignified retreat. They just want to give up everything that made this country great. And they just want to get spanked lightly as they as they turn their backsides and retreat by the Democrats. Okay, that those are these people. They are sad, pathetic people. There's nothing dignified about them. They're total cowards and we don't need them any longer in this party. Evan McMuffin, John McCain. Mitt Romney, Adam Kinzinger, these are the kind of people, they are absolute psyops, these people. And we talked about it last night. George W. Bush was a psyop. George W. Bush was a leftist who masqueraded as a Republican who stole our votes in order to expand a super state spying apparatus in order to harm us through the DHS uh, and in order to turn the weapons with along with deep state Dick Cheney, uh, who was his vice president, turn the weapons of espionage on the American people uh, and in order to create a type of conservatism called compassionate conservatism, which was all about left becoming actual leftists, like turning the right into the left. And that's what George Bush tried to do with with expanding the uh, entitlement entitlements from the federal government, uh, not celebrating the overturning of Roe v. Wade. He has yet to send a single thing out celebrating uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned by one of his justices that he begrudgingly put on the court, Samuel Alito. And uh, George Bush, the clear, clearly not a, not a conservative. And you don't know the reason why he married a lib. That's it. I mean, li- literally, he, mar- he married a, sc- a teacher's union lady. Careful who you marry, man. Careful who you marry. My wife is more based than I am. I go downstairs and sometimes Kate has these hot takes. I'm like, whoa, like my eyebrows are scorched. It's awesome. And the people who marry women like that, Rhonda, San- Rhonda Sanders is one of them. People who marry women like that, like those guys stay true. Those guys shoot straight. Speaking of shooting straight and shooting directly directly at the leftist cabal that wants to collapse the state of Israel, uh, essentially into a uh, terrorist-run fiefdom of, uh, of the fake nation of Palestine, BB is back. BB Netanyahu. BB Netanyahu. BB Netanyahu. Shooting his BB gun in victory uh, in Israel. He has now won. He was out of power for like two days and now he's back. 
So uh, Netanyahu wins majority block in Israeli elections. Here's what happened. Exit poll predicted Tuesday evening that the uh, former prime minister, Bibi Netanyahu, will be able to form a majority block and return to power in a new coalition government, according to Israeli news sources. Netanyahu's party, Lukid, looks set to be the largest party with other parties and right wing uh, parties uh, and enough seats to have a coalition government. This is hypothetical. It hasn't happened yet. The Times of Israel reported uh, that the exit polls project that Bibi Netanyahu will retake power uh, and that the Knesset, uh, uh, the right wing and ultra orthodox bloc, 62 seats in the 120 member Knesset. So that means bye bye to the far leftist uh, WEF funded uh, scumbag leader uh, who was, I guess, who was who was leader of Israel for like um, the amount of time that it takes to play like a uh, a college football game on a Saturday? We like Bibi Netanyahu. We like Israel first. We like America first. We like putting America first in this channel, and we certainly like the idea that America as a nation is the country that it should be focusing on first. Not Ukraine. Not Israel. Not Africa. Not Eastern Europe here in America. That's why we were proudly America first. America first is going to win massively at the ballot box in uh, 2022. Six days from now, it'll be beautiful. And it will be majestic because uh, what will happen then is we will be able to hold accountable. And you have our solemn promise that we will be holding accountable. We will be active in making sure that those Republicans that we helped elect actually turn this nation toward more freedom, more liberty, and begin the long, probably decades-long process of the erosion of the Marxist deep state. It will be a joyous thing, and we will be standing frontward with the banners carrying them because we have our priorities right in this show. God, family, country. That's what we care about. It's the uh, It's been the uh, mark of successful politicians and successful campaigns across the world. God, family, country. That's what we care about here. We're free men and women. We're going to stay that way uh, because we fight. That's what we do on this channel. We talked, we, t- we told you, the start of the show, man. Start of the show, Elon Musk responding to us, talking about putting conservatives on the Twitter board. Elon, we stand to serve. You want your boy Benny on that board? Man, we will free the memers, let me tell you. We will free ALX too. It'll be majestic. The first thing I would do on the Twitter board is I would take the based gavel and the uh, the, the based gavel here that literally says based literally says based on the top of the gavel i'm gonna say so it has been decided the babylon b is free boom the babylon b comes back and then boom so it has been decided alx liberated and we will release alx from his uh twitter cell in guantanamo bay it'll be incredible it will be wonderful follow this space ladies and gentlemen we are optimistic we are filled with happiness we have the glory of this nation and our ancestors at our back. We shall march forward. See you soon. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show.